Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Just a Tad on the DTF Podcast. My name is Sam Norton. You are here listening again. Uh, today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite comedians. Not necessarily his comedy, but his defense of it. Uh, very, very in-depth, right? God, on this podcast, can we get any more inside baseball? We're talking about a comedian talking about comedy. Uh, yeah, this in- we're going to call this episode Inception of Comedy. Uh, today, we're talking about Patrice O'Neill, who went onto Fox News and defended a show called Opie and Anthony. So, for all of you who don't know this story, let me uh, give you some background. Uh, for all of you who've listened to episode one of this podcast, Patrice O'Neill is uh, one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, he was a New York-based comedian who unfortunately passed away back in November of 2011. Um, and he went on to Fox News back... Uh, in 2007, uh, he was defending a show called Opie and Anthony. It was, uh, is, was, it's, it's a little weird. Opie and Anthony, which is now Opie and Jim, uh, long story short, it's a radio show on Sirius, uh, satellite radio, and it's also syndicated, uh, that goes across the country, but it's a, it's not a shock jock per se. I would say shock jocks have a lot of, oh, eat this egg, stick it up your ass. Like, they have some of that, but it's mainly a no holds barred radio show, comedy radio show, uh, hosted back then by Opie Anthony and their guest, uh, who would be, uh, Jim Norton, another very, very funny comedian, and Patrice O'Neill was on there, uh, a long time. Uh, now, Anthony and Opie had a falling out, and Anthony also had some uh, problems. That's kind of the long story short of how we got to there. But anyways, this was back in 2007. Whenever it was just Opie and Anthony, they were doing very well. And they got in trouble for making a segment where a homeless guy uh, came in, they had him on the radio show, and then he was making some lewd comments and then they were making jokes about raping Condoleezza Rice who was then the first black secretary of state Laura Bush who was the first lady and Queen Elizabeth II uh anyways they they said some stuff that people got mad at and on syndicated radio uh they got suspended for 30 days because uh, people, you know, didn't like it. So Patrice went on to Fox News to defend them against a, uh, I don't even know who this lady is. Uh, she was a spokeswoman for this, that, and the other organization. And uh, I'll let you listen to it. We'll come back to uh, the really smart thing. Like, Patrice was having fun and did a really good job as a comedian defending something. He used great points, uh, punchline with jokes to make it, uh, you know, whenever you use jokes to defend your uh, your stance on stuff, it's... Uh, it's a much easier pill to swallow than if you're just there spewing rhetoric. Uh, so listen, uh, listen to Patrice O'Neill on Fox News, and we'll uh, come back and uh, kind of dissect not necessarily the clip, but the the very smart shit that I think he was saying. And I, I think it's uh, it's a pretty good indication of how I feel about comedy as well. Um, and uh, I would be lying if I said I don't feel that way uh, based kind of off of this. Like, it was one of those things that I heard it I heard it being said and went, oh, I, I, I think I've always felt that way. I've just never 
thought that way until now. Uh, so listen to this, and uh, hopefully you like it. If you don't, we'll dissect it. All right, we'll be right back. So, next up on the chopping block, XM Satellite Radio DJs Opie and Anthony, they're under fire now for airing joking comments about raping Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. Will they be the next to go? Is radio cleaning house after the IMUS debacle? With me now, New City President, now New City President, Sonia Osario. She took part in a recent protest calling for radio stations to stop, stop supporting negative language in music and talk radio, and also our favorite stand-up comic, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, thank you, sir. Patrice, uh, are ONA next? I hope not. I hope JV, I wish JV and Elvis didn't lose their job or Imus. It's funny, this is the thing, I, I, have, I don't know her, but I'm, a, I'm assuming that she has nothing to do with funny. So I'm going to speak as the expert on funny. Funny people should just be left to trying to be funny. What if, what if they're not funny? Then you made a mistake, but how many, listen, how many times has an unfunny, how many f unfunny rape jokes lead to rape? Like, I don't know how many jokes about rape there are. There's a lot, but your, your world is not funny. Your world is uh, next, <laughs> next on the big story. <laughs> My world is people trying to be funny. Well, I mean, you, you think it's okay to try to make jokes about rape? I'm diabetic. I make fun of that. I'm a victim. I might lose a toe. But I'm trying to make fun of I'm trying to make fun of anything I, I think I can make fun of. Sonia? You know, what's happening now is the marketplace okay. is deciding what's appropriate or what's not appropriate. It's, I think the nation is just tired. There's a new mood in the nation. What nation? The nation. You know what? We're tired of things that is are just the nation, this paper, and you? I'm, the, I'm not the nation. I'm just speaking for me and funny. You're speaking for the nation or you're speaking for... Yeah, you know why? Because I remember six years ago doing uh, something against Anthony Openey because they were just so outrageous and their violent images to that you. they put out to women was just uncalled for. And now, now, I think people... You think they were trying to be funny? I think now people... In Do this you think they were trying to be funny? Tire. You know what? I don't care if they were trying to be funny. That's what I'm saying. Why something. are you Jeez. in that business? I've been to your show once, and it wasn't very funny being a woman. It was hilarious. Show, when you talked about... That's why she doesn't like me. I was in the paper with her, and the joke is hilarious. called The Angry Pirate. And the lady who wrote it in, the, in her outrage didn't even know what it meant. And anybody who read it laughed because they know what funny... You're not living in the context of funny. You're living All in the context of fire. they have every right to be as funny as they want. They can go out and try to be as funny as they want, make as much funny, make as much money being as funny as they want. This is what's happening. There is a change in this country. People are realizing they it's have an opportunity to speak out. And advertisers are listening. You're Radio not talking. You're not listening. talking. Sonia, you're not talking to who I talk to. And you're to. not going to get paid as much money anymore. Sonia and Patrice, That's look what at it this. Is. The marketplace. More is CBS speaking. radio firings. They've been on. The, they've been on a tear lately. All right. Are they cleaning house, or is this the PC cops run amok? You know what it is, John. You know what it is while you're reading that paper. It's the PC cops run amok. Well, you think Who's she's a PC, PC cop? cop? Of course she is. She's, she has an entire encyclopedia of, of her stance on it, but it's no passion involved. It's not a real... This is just what she has to say. We are outraged and oh, he's, fired he's and fired an and fired. Name-calling. I'm he's outraged. I am I'm, outraged. You should, be. you should be outraged. I am a fool. Now, if I called you a fool, ah! You know what? 
People are feeling a new sense of entitlement. Who are these to people in this country? Who are the people? A new How can sense you, of entitlement Patricia? Here's what. Decency. Here's my question: How can you justify a bad joke, a joke that isn't funny? Oh, wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Go ahead. An attempt that isn't funny, doesn't get any laughs, and is about raping a the first black woman to ever become the Secretary of State well, of the United States. Throw that at me. Well, why the, not? The, the attempt is what I'm trying to fight for. The joke may or may, funny jokes and unfunny jokes are, are come out of the same birth. They, you, you don't know if anything is going to be funny. You should attempt don't to be you, able to make anything funny. Don't you funny. think a joke about rape is doomed to be not funny? It's possible, but I've heard them. I've heard You've them. heard a funny rape joke? Uh, I say a couple. Watch my HBO special. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, Patrice, well, Patrice says that if you're having sex with a woman, doggy style, and if you Wrong. Hit, her in the, hit her in the head just the right no, time. No, it's ejaculate in her eye and kick her in the shin as she walks <laughs> no, around no, like, no, arg, no. it's the angry pirate. No, no, That's no. what she was he trying to say. a violent act of hitting her in the back of her head, her body. It's called the donkey up, punch. Which will then. Why are you laughing? She's outraged. It's called the donkey punch. It's whole humor that she has no Here's clue what it is. We have the same problem that Opie and Anthony does. You can't say just anything on the air. You can say anything you want. It might not be funny. You might get in trouble for it, but you should be able to be attempting. And plus, when is a crazy bum going to get an opportunity to rape the president? If the, the president's wife, John? It why was trying it? to be funny. All right, Patrice, why aren't I hearing Al Sharpton complain about this thing involving Congress? Because it wasn't involving uh, young uh, black women. Well, it's involving a very prominent black woman. Well, where was she during, during young black... Everybody has their agenda. I was there. I was there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, excuse me. You well, know why I'm... am I not hearing from Sharpton? Because it doesn't concern him. It's not concerning him. It's black. It's, you know, come on now. You know, Al, ha Al Sharpton has his agenda, and it was perfect for Al. Young black women. And now she's representing just women in general. She's not representing the nappy hoe part. She's well, representing the, just the hoe. The nappy-headed part, she has nothing to do with. Just the hoe. Sonia? You know what? Women have been abused publicly in the media for too long and people are tired of it this has been a beautiful response of just the general public saying to advertisers we're your consumers we don't want to have to avoid everything in the street we don't want to have to worry about what radio station we turn on and there is some really derogatory violent you're going to thing get to all deal your with. information uh, ma'am is secondhand from someone making you uh, aware that someone may have said something that you should be upset about. It's a shame. Your constituents, the, the people you represent aren't all victims in I this matter. Go. Patricia O'Neill, thank it's you very much. Sonia Osario, thanks to both of you. Appreciate it. That was Patrice O'Neill back in 2007 defending Opie and Anthony against the nation. Uh, the whole nation is what she said. Um, the main thing I wanted to talk about with that, one, Patrice O'Neill's great. If you guys don't know him, please look him up. His comedy only gets funnier when he's on stage, off stage. He was a real comics, 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 comic. Uh, very, very funny. Um, but the main thing I wanted to talk about, uh, one, he made her look ridiculous, mainly because he knows how to be louder than the next person. Uh, but that woman, she, uh, she really put 
uh, really kind of represents, in a very generalized way, but really represents the people that I find hard to have conversations with, where they defend people on behalf, or they, they defend people that don't need their defending, or they defend people, or they stand up for people like on their behalf. And what I mean by that is uh, like a personal example. I, uh, in my own act, uh, do jokes about race. We'll talk about race. I do jokes about race. And, uh, you know, by whether or not I'm good or not at it is debatable. Um, I think I do it well enough. I've been able to make a career and get booked back, so I'm going to say I do it well enough, right? But I've had, uh, I've had people that come up and, uh... I've never had an outright go fuck yourself type of review from somebody, but I've had like a, eh, I'm not a, not a fan of this type thing. And every time I've had that, it's never been from a minority. It's always been from white people. And I feel like that, that really gets under my skin, uh, no pun intended, uh, when personally I am talking about race in uh, very loving ways like uh, all of my jokes are never uh, secondhand they're always firsthand experiences and all of them are about my relationships with people who are not white uh, jokes about my father-in-law who's Chinese jokes about one of my best friends who's black uh, jokes about uh, another friend who's Mexican like I have these jokes and to my knowledge, none of them are easy jokes. Like, a uh, uh, good example, right? I talk about how I'm in an interracial marriage. And uh, I say that my, my wife is Chinese-Canadian, and I call her Canadian. And then I talk about how people get upset to find out when I say interracial, they get upset to find out she's not black. And then I go into how it's still interracial, and I find it ridiculous that people don't see it that way. So that's the crux of the joke. I'm not doing like, wow, well, my wife uh, fucking, you know, sucks my dick with chopsticks. I don't do anything that simple. So I'd like to think I put some real effort and heart into it. And yet I've had people go up and like, oh, you shouldn't talk about that. Like, they get so uncomfortable and think that they need to, because they don't know how to deal with it, or they don't have a sense of humor about it, they have to defend somebody, like, on behalf of them. And it makes me feel like, uh, it, I'm, I get so enraged by those people. And I think online right now, and in our society, we call them social justice warriors. Um, I don't have a problem with that as a generalized sense. I think that you should be sticking up for anybody and everybody. It's, it's not a zero-sum game, and it's not teams. We're all part of human beings. But my, my, with that said, right, where my heart is, I do get frustrated when you can have a, you know, if I, if I do jokes about black people, or uh, my experiences with my black friends, because that, that's more what it is. My experience with my own black friends, it's not about black people in general. Uh, and there's a crowd of, say, 100 people, 50 of them are black, 50 of them are white, and the only person who comes up to me happens to be a white person. I get very frustrated that there's no sense of urgency or dialogue 
instead of coming up to me and saying, oh, I'm so offended by what you said, how dare you say that about black people, of taking at least a, a token appreciation to go, all right, maybe I should ask why, you know, this couple that's walking by me right now, why they weren't offended, right? You have a, you have a slew of real um, personal opinions you could ask instead of just, having this idea it's almost taking away the individual uh black person uh in this circumstance it's taking away the individuality that they have that oh uh he a white guy said some jokes about black people so i feel like all black people should be offended they're all being objectified they're all being diminished it's like no everyone's a fucking human being so that means everybody's an individual it's this like weird nice racism um, and I find that to be true about, uh, kind of anything. Now, in this circumstance, she is a woman talking about, oh, you shouldn't make r rape jokes, but it's like, women make up 50% of the world's population. Uh, I don't think that you speak for all women, and I think that's what Patrice was trying to say in this thing. He's like, with no uncertain terms, he was basically saying, just speak for yourself, like, and he wasn't degrading her own, uh, now he was kind of, uh, you know, being a, a loud person around her, but he kept, the, if you listen to it, he was getting pissed off that she just kept saying the nation, people, she was speaking on behalf of other people, and I get the sense that he would have had way more respect for her if she would have used I and me statements or my friends, my constituents personalized it because otherwise it's like who the fuck are you talking to who are you talking about like we're all right here it, it's uh, sometimes you get into conversations with people like that and you feel like uh, you feel like Jim Carrey in the Truman show once you start figuring out that this is all a goddamn lie you're like are you are you fucking talking to me why don't you let me fix you some of this new Mococo drink? All natural cocoa beans from the upper slopes of Mount Nicaragua. No artificial sweeteners. What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? I've tasted other cocos. This is the best. What the hell does this have to do with anything? Tell me what's happening! You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Things, you get so idealized, or certain people, uh, and I'm sure I've been there too, you get so idealized and uh, philosophical about your beliefs, the practicality gets shot out the window, and it's like, who the fuck are you, are, are you talking with me right now? Like, am I a person to you, or am I just a representation? I feel like... Nowadays, in, in order to, uh, or in the, in the good, uh, what, what's that phrase, uh, the path to hell is paved with good intentions, like, I feel like, in a weird way, uh, being politically correct and being a social justice warrior has the most noble and uh, shit that I agree with. Like, yes, you should stand up for people who don't have a voice and you should have real convictions about shit and uh, unjust and unfair shit in society, but it should come from your own, uh, you know, ovaries are nuts. Like, it should come from your own gut. It shouldn't be this thing that's been forced out of you or that you think, like, rhetoric that you have to spew because then it becomes impersonal and it's like, what the, what the fuck is going on? Am I talking to a human being? And then 
if you do go like, okay, I am talking to a human being, the thing that sucks the most is going like, oh shit, are you viewing me as an individual right now? Or am I just a representation of what you think I am? And I think that happens a lot, which is like this weird, not race, it's like this weird prejudice that's coming up out the other side of like, you're so involved in, in wanting equality that you take away the one thing that makes us equal, which is an individual, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a straight white guy, right? I, I've been in conversations where it's like, are you talking to me, or are you talking to what your idea of a straight white guy is, which is a misogynistic, sexist, racist? And then I've been in conversations where I've seen white people talking to black people, going like, wait, are you talking to them as an individual, or are you talking to them as a representation that all black people should be pissed off at cops and shit like that? It's like, no, th everybody has their own individual outlook on life, so you should talk about how you feel about things and how you feel that society should be pushed towards. There's nothing wrong with that. Convictions are fantastic, but placing your convictions on top of a vague representation of people is is atrocious. And I think, I mean, this was back in 2000, uh, 2007. Um, that, that idea, that kind of... Uh, I, wanna, I don't want to say PC culture, because that's not right, but that speaking on behalf of people has been around, I think, 90s, early 90s, even farther than that. I'm sure it goes back to the 60s, but when it really started getting traction, and I think it really started getting traction with like Twitter and Facebook whenever you could actually uh, put your ideas out. There's a bunch of people who can put their ideas out, and this was, I think, towards the... Uh, the beginnings of that huge ramp up that especially we see today is that everybody has an opinion but nobody has a, a personal feeling if that makes sense like it's all it's all it all seems very impersonal it's just this is the enemy or this is what i think of this group and so that's who you are it's it's a chart it's like all right you fit category a and then you said uh line b uh, and then, uh, you were in situation three, so let's go to the chart, it says that you're this thing, it's like, no, that's just one circumstance of one individual, it's harder to do that, it's harder to pe treat people as individuals, and it's harder to treat people, uh, as individuals in individual situations, that's, I'm not saying that it's not difficult as fuck, but that is truly the right thing, I believe, that's my conviction, anyways. Um, so with that said, right, uh, the main thing that I think Patrice, in a very individualistic way, was trying to say is that, and this was quoted from him, this was his whole point, is that I'm not speaking for anybody but funny. And funny and unfunny jokes come from the same birth. And so the idea that he was not fighting, he was not... It was very smart of him. He was not saying, oh, this is funny and you guys should... If you don't find it funny, you have a bad sense of humor. He was also not condoling the fact that they were saying, let's rape Condoleezza Rice. Uh, because when a, the host was like, oh, she's the first black secretary. You can kind of hear under his breath go like, well, don't throw that at me. Like, I'm not here to argue whether or not it was okay for them to you know, say some awful shit about a, a predominantly, you know, a, 
a predominant black woman in the community. Like she, she really, whether you like Condoleezza Rice or not, she really did move the the board leaps and bounds ahead for uh, not only black people but black women and women in general. And he was like, "Well, I, I'm not here to defend that. That's that's a different argument. The argument is." Should people be allowed to joke about whatever? And his argument is yes, because if you don't let people, if you don't let people fail at jokes, and this is the most simple thing that you learn whenever you start doing comedy, is if you don't get used to bombing, if you don't get used to jokes not doing well, you fucking quit. I've seen so many comics, uh, comics. I've seen so many people start doing open mics and shows, and you know the first one usually goes well. You, you fucking crush on that one because you have all your friends come out. They fucking love you. You tell some inside story. Be like, hey, remember the time that Dan jumped over the fire? And we all were, now that's why we call Dan Hot Fire Puss. You guys remember that? And everybody's like, oh my fucking God! Right? You crush on those. I've seen it a thousand times. Then they come out the next week. They come out the next week to a show. Tell the same thing. It's fucking crickets because nobody's there. And then you don't see him the week after that. The, the thing that separates a real comic from a regular person is being able to recognize, like, oh, shit, I don't know what's funny. Like, you, you get better in tuned the more you do it. You slowly start to go, like, okay, this is going to work, or this should work. But I've been doing this going on 11 years now, and, I'm, and again, I'm not the best comic ever. I think I got some chops, but... I, I definitely recognize better, like, no, that'll work better like this, this will work, this won't. But it's never 100% guaranteed, and I think regular people don't, or people who don't care to know, don't, like, they get pissed off at shit like that. And it's like, well, how the fuck do you think you get funny stuff? Do you think it's just always 100%? Like, that's... And, and I get the sense that it's the same naivety, not ignorance, but same naivety that people have towards boxing. It's like, yeah, you could probably learn how to throw a good punch, right? I can throw a good punch, but I know I'm not a good fighter because I cannot take a punch. I am terrible at it. Uh, now, I've never been fucking knocked out, blacked out. That's like my only claim to fame. But uh, you hit me in the stomach, I'm fucking down. I'm, I, can't, I can't take a, a stomach. And if you hit me in the nose, I, I fucking want to quit right there. Getting hit in the nose, your eyes start watering. I'm like, Matt, I'm good. So I know I'm not a boxer, but there are some people out there that think they're tough king shit, you know, and because they, you know, maybe they knocked out somebody one time or they know they can throw a punch. But if you get your if you get your lights knocked out by the first little knock on the chin, you get a weak chin. You're not a boxer. Right. And you learn that lesson real quick. I feel like that's the same way with comedy. You got to learn to take your lumps to be able to give them. And people don't recognize that those are two of the same, they're on the same coin that, uh, like Patrice said, funny and unfunny come from the same place. And you have to allow one without, uh, you have to allow one for the other one to survive. Now, you could make arguments of like, well, we don't need rape jokes. We don't need this. We don't need that. It's like, yeah, but if, if you're a proponent of free speech, which I assume that you are because you're listening to this. You have to allow for all of it. Um, and whenever she was like, the market's changing, that's where I started to agree with her. Okay, Now here's what I, I've talked about this a thousand times. Free speech, at least in America, if you're listening in a different country, free speech here in America, 
allows for you to say whatever you fucking want and there is no repercussions that can come back at you legally. Now, there are liability things, like you can't fucking lie and perjury laws and shit. But I can go up there on stage uh, and I can say, hey, I want to, I feel like we should kill the president. I feel like he's a big dumb dickbag. We should kill the president. Yada, yada, yada. And I, there, legally, nothing can happen to me. But if people don't want to pay to see me or advertise or anything, that is perfectly legal, too, because they're expressing their free speech. And I think that's a big argument that's been happening lately is that people say, like, I can say whatever the fuck I want. It's free speech. And then they get pissed off when there are detractors from what they say. And it's like, well, that's their free speech, too. They're ex people are exercising their free speech against the fact that they don't like your free speech. That is what that is. That's two protesters protesting each other, right? And so I completely agree with her when she was like, yeah, there's a new mood in the market, and they don't want to have this, uh, this shit on their radio. As much as I fucking hated this broad, uh, that was a good point. It's like, yeah, if, if, people, if people call up and tell whatever network, hey, uh, you know, we, we're not going to listen unless you pull these guys... You know, it's the network's responsibility to either say, are we more of an artist-driven network or are we more a viewership uh, network? And, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to go, uh, well, it's all about fucking viewership, so see you later, Opie and Anthony. Uh, it sucks. It definitely sucks, but that's that's the risk you take of really expressing your uh, your free speech. And so as, as artists, we have to kind of go like, all right, well, I'm going to express my free speech and hopefully there's going to be enough people to follow me down this path and stand up for me. And that's, that's also kind of what happened with Opie and Anthony. They got kicked off a of terrestrial radio, but then they went to Sirius and became the biggest thing there. Uh, Sirius's satellite radio. So that's what free speech is, is just being able to say whatever you want. Now, the problem is with what we're talking about is like, yes, there are no legal actions you can take, but the problem is, uh, and this has happened multiple times across everything, and which is why I wish people understood what Patrice said, that very funny thing comes from where unfunny things come from, because people exercising their free speech to go like, oh, I didn't like this, it's offensive, right? Context is everything in a joke, right? And everybody knows this, you tell someone a funny joke and they go, man, that's hilarious the first time that they hear it. And then the next person they see, they're like, oh, dude, Terry just told me this joke. And then they start launching into it and they tell it fucking horribly, right? And then you want to step in and tell that joke the right way because you know that your reputation's on the line. That if they tell it dumb, they're going to be like, oh, well, not only does Terry have a bad sense of humor, but so do you. You know what I mean? And that's the problem with... Uh, it's mainly like bloggers and shit like that, but people who hear this shit secondhand, which is what I was talking about before, this secondhand offensiveness is the problem with most of this outrage culture that we have in general, but uh, with jokes especially, secondhand knowledge is terrible because it's like you've got to quote the joke exactly to give it fair representation. It may be an offensive fucking joke, all right? If you are confident, if, if you are confident in your convictions that it is an unfunny, uh, whatever is terrible, offensive joke, you 
should at least give it the decency of almost transcribing it if you're going to write it. And even then it's hard to put context in there, but uh, transcribe it perfectly so that way you give it a fair, uh, fair critique but I've seen a lot of people do the, you know, the ellipses and shit. They go, oh, he said Condoleezza Rice ellipses should get raped in the mouth. And it's like, well, yeah, but there was like five minutes in between there that could make or break that joke. Now, of course, if someone says Condoleezza Rice should get raped in the mouth just out of nowhere, like they're talking about fucking sunflower seeds and all of a sudden they say that. Uh, well, that, that also could be funny in context, uh, with no segue, but you guys know what I mean. Like the context is everything for a joke and people want to act like that's no, that's not the context doesn't make everything for a joke. Or why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? That's classic. That's always funny. It's like, that's never made anybody laugh ever. All right. That's because there's no context and it's a shit one liner joke. Um, and so people and so I think that's what Patrice was trying to point out in this is like context is everything. And so you need to you need to allow for people to stumble on their face and not be I'm not going to say not be so sensitive, but not be so so quick to make a judgment on someone's individual character for a broad statement that they said in an event. Um, and a perfect example, like right before I started recording this. I was talking to my friend Emily Galati. What's up, Emily? And I, uh, I got out of Emily and I. Uh, she's a fantastic comic, by the way. If you don't know her, please look her up. She's she's very very funny, and uh, I think she's going to be famous one day, and that's my hopes because uh, I've sat and wrote with her so much that one of us has to get something out of it. If if neither if if her or I don't get famous one day, we put way too much work into this. Um. But we, yeah, we write jokes all, uh, a lot together, and I called her up, and I had this idea, okay? Now I'm going to give you guys context of what I said. I said to her, uh, this joke idea, I was like, hey, is there anything funny about this? And I, this was what I told her. I said, can we just let dumb, hot men and women just be hot instead of trying to push them into education? I don't want to hear the political views of an Instagram model. Just let them make a living posting pics instead of making them go into education and become a D student and kill their confidence, right? And we got into this big heated debate because Emily, uh, and I think rightfully so, pointed out to me that uh, if I'm going to talk about hot women, like dumb hot women, that's a stigma that women have tried to fight forever. And if I'm trying to justify that, it's going to bring up old wounds and it's going to be hard to make that idea funny. I was arguing with her, well, the equality is that you can say that about dumb, hot men, but not women. I feel like that's not my fault that the audience is fucked up or backwards. And we went back and forth, and she uh, didn't get pissed off, but she got, uh, I don't know, she, she had her opinion. She had her heated opinion and didn't like how misogynistic it was coming off, and we went back and forth. And uh, to be honest, she convinced me, like, eh, it's probably not worth going into unless, you know, I, I come up with a, a better structural way of saying it or going around it. And, uh, and the reason I bring this up is because even though I, I can easily piss off my friend Emily and vice versa, we're, 
I say ignorant shit or she says hypocritical shit, we can go back and forth and have a fucking hour-long argument of like, go fuck yourself, that's stupid, that yada yada. If after that argument, we just agree to disagree or, uh, you know, one of us wins and wins out and uh, convinces the other of our opinion, the next sentence, she can say a funny line or I can tell her a funny joke and we'll immediately laugh because we understand, hey, not all of these are going to be fucking gold and sometimes you're going to say some ignorant dumb shit just to get to funny. Now, if we were sitting there arguing and we're two fucking political opponents, then yeah, you should probably get pissed off because you're taking it seriously. But when you're talking jokes, there's nothing serious about jokes other than getting to a punchline. The only thing that a comedian means on stage is my name is and thank you very much. Those are the only two things that a comedian really means. Other than that, our jokes are written, yeah, they're written out of our, our birth of mind and we, we have, uh, we have shit that we stand behind, like, you know, you, you have a joke that you, uh, say it's about feminism or mine about, uh, race or whatever, the, the stuff that I have, we'll go back to the thing about interracial, I mean that, I mean that why aren't, uh, Asian people looked at as interracial, but just because I mean that doesn't mean I wrote the joke to show the conviction. I'll fucking dip down on my own uh, stance on shit, uh, especially if it's in joke form, if the punchline gets better because of it. The only thing a comedian holds sacred is to be funny. Shitty comedians are the ones who are not funnier than the point that they're making, alright? So... You should take everything a comedian says with a grain of salt because I guarantee they've either bumped up the craziness and the, the ridiculousness of what they say, like a homeless guy should rape Condoleezza Rice. I guarantee nobody means that in life, ever. But you bump up the hyperbole to make it funny, right? There's nothing funny of Condoleezza Rice should go get a burrito at Taco Bell. There's nothing fucking funny about that. Comedy lives in the extremes of... The extremely mundane or the extreme fucking anarchist, right? Doesn't live in the middle. And so, uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that good comics or good senses, uh, a good sense of humor mainly recognize that jokes are like a batting average in Major League Baseball. Like, you're considered funny if your punchlines hit at a Major League level. You're not going to hit a home run. You're not even going to hit a base hit every at-bat. But if on average you're you're hitting at a major league level, you're, you're considered funny. You're a funny person. You know how to write jokes. That's how that works. And I think that's the mutual respect that comics have for each other, even if you say something offensive. Uh, Emily and I, you know, we, we said some heinous shit to each other. We don't agree on everything uh, but what we do agree on is when each of us are funny and we let the rest of the shit slide when we're trying to be funny because we know where we're going with it, right? You can, you can have arguments, but it's a mutual respect. And I wish people had more respect for comics in what we're trying to do. Comics are never, ever, I, I can say this almost emphatically, that comics are never, ever trying to start up a shitstorm because... We just want people to hate us. Every comic gets on stage because we have some mechanism in our brain 
that we want people to like us and like what we say. So when we start up a shitstorm, it is in hopeful assumption that somebody's going to go, ah, somebody said that, that's pretty funny, that's terrible, but I got it. Like, that's what we want. We just want to have a good time with people that like us, right? And all it takes, all it takes from an audience is just respecting what we're attempting to do. And a lot of times you won't be funny. There's a lot of comics I respect that I've seen them do stuff, and I go, ah, that wasn't funny, right? Emily's my best friend. I'll use her as an example again. Uh, I've seen her do stuff where I'm like, ah, that wasn't funny. And I don't laugh. She's my goddamn best friend. But there's other times I'm almost fucking pissing my pants and into my shoe because I respect the her ability that, not even as a good comic, which I think she is, but her, her good ability to recognize a sense of humor. And her sense of humor is that, hey, uh, good shit and bad shit all comes from the same place. It's all just an attempt. And I and I I push that upon you to push out into the world that good and bad comedy come from the same spot, so we should we should treat our we should treat our ideas and our persons as individuals. And I think that can also spread to anything in life. That if you if you treat people with enough respect to go, I know that you fit this demographic as a blind, Muslim, lesbian, black woman, uh, that you don't fit that demographic. You just are a person who happens to have those traits. And the shit that flies out of your mouth can one day be one thing and one day be another. That's how we should treat people. And I am a complete hypocrite because I do everything I say I hate. <laughs> there are people that I've judged right off of like, two seconds of meeting him, I'm like, no, nah, you remind me of this person, I don't like it. But I recognize that, and we should all get better, myself included, uh, so that way the world can be a better place, and comedy can be easier. That's basically what I'm trying to do. Just respect comics, and that we know what we're doing, and so that way it'll it's easier for me to be funny, uh, and so I can have an excuse to why I'm bad. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Uh, thank you all very, very much uh, for listening to another episode of Just a Tad. Uh, please like, subscribe, uh, comments. Uh, I saw uh, we had another comment. Uh, I, I appreciate the interactiveness uh, of you guys because this is a comedy community I'd like to build. We're all fucking comedy nerds. So please follow me on Instagram at isamcomedy, at Twitter at isamcomedy, or visit my website, isamcomedy.com. Uh, it's up, all of them are updated Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so if you get bored at work, check them out. And I love you all very much. Go out and find your own your own bit of comedy, your own slice of pie. And uh, remember, everything I said doesn't matter because it's comedy. And we're only here for the jokes. <laughs>